you've properly verbalized what everybody just assumed was magic. Like when you yes. hold your nose and you blow out, magic occurs. And That's you're like, it. well, actually, there's a real kid installed this. Welcome to the Ask an Audiologist podcast, real audiology white papers written by real audiologists and explained to you by a real audiologist and a guy who isn't. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Michael Squires and Kevin Zener. Happy Monday and happy Halloween to everyone. We are back with a brand new episode of Ask an Audiologist. I'm Kevin Zener. I'm Dr. Michael Squires. What better way to kick off All Hallows Eve than by discussing the very scary, very serious, very terrifying reality of ear congestion. Oh, sorry. Written by Dr. Nicole Koval of Elite Hearing of Colorado Springs. Nothing, and I mean... Nothing sends shivers up my spine more than thinking about congested <laughs> oh, ears. So, Dr. Michael, why don't you do your best Dracula impression for 10 minutes You got and it. talk to us about how to rid yourself of that pesky congestion. Yeah. So, congested ears. I deal with this all the time. Okay. Um, I, I say deal. Not personally, but my patients deal with this all the time. Uh, for, for anyone who understands the Mid-Ohio Valley, okay. we talk about the Mid-Ohio Valley crud. And oh. so, realistically, what this is, is we've got a lot of, um, we've got a lot of wind that comes down our river valley. And with it comes all of the stuff. Uh, we talk about pollen and all that gunk. Yep. So what it does is it ends up flaring up people's allergies and sinus issues and things like that. And oftentimes what we need to be focusing on when we're talking about plugged up or stuffy ears is the anatomy, the eustachian tube, right? So most all people have a eustachian tube. Mm. And, and if you know what a eustachian tube is, it is the small muscular tube that connects the middle ear space to the nasopharynx, which is the space in your throat right behind where your nose connects. Got it. Um, and so anything that causes any type of inflammation, so sinus issues, post-nasal drip, those sorts of things, yep. anything that causes inflammation in the back of the throat can also cause inflammation in the... Eustachian tube. You got it. Nice work. I was almost zoned out there for a second, but tell. man, did I pay attention to the yeah, most yeah. important word, y eustachian. Your eyes were getting glossy and I had to bring you back. Yeah, I know. I was lost in the fear of congestion and you had to bring me back out into the go. reality. So with the eustachian tube, yeah. like I said, it's a muscular tube. If that thing swells, right? If we get that inflammation in there and you get a little bit of swelling, mm -hmm. it can close shut. And then you get what's called eustachian tube dysfunction. Got it. So it's not functioning properly. So every time you get one of these, you start mm -hmm. sniffing and coughing and hacking, you're creating a little bit of a vacuum. Yeah. And what happens is you pull air down the eustachian tube out of the middle ear space, which is behind the eardrum, mm -hmm. and you're retracting that eardrum. That's why it's feeling full. Okay. Right? So you get this full or stuffy feeling, and then you're going to get the, when it gets severe enough, you're going to get some of that stuffy sound right that muted sound yeah and so oftentimes that's what i see in terms of patients talking about stuffy ears i have a question for you go for it and i'm uh we're ceasing the podcast and i'm just going to become patient kev and you can be my my doctor cool i feel like whenever i travel yep my first day anywhere low country mountainous ocean midwest yep. i feel like my body has that sense of plug, like that sense of congestion. Sure. I fly all the time, so I don't think it's fine, but it could certainly be that. Yep. But I feel like it's because of the new surrounding allergens that may or may not be affecting, you know, my eustachian tube, my sinuses, and then that causes that kind of mm -mm yep. clog thing. That Is that was, fair? That was good. Okay. That was good. In layman's terms, yeah. what do you think the eustachian tube is designed for? 
Ooh, that's a great question. What is its function? Uh, some type of open, like an access point for, I, I, I would say for things to transmit, but I wouldn't even know what the things would be. That was that was a really vague. Like yeah. you, you danced around it. Like I, I just think of a tube, and I think of things being able to to uh, you know move within that tube, but I don't know what could possibly besides air. Okay. Yes. Okay. So really, what that does is it it is functioning as a, a regulator. Okay. Right. So what we know about the middle ear space is that it's lined with epithelial skin. Right? Okay. And so in the epithelial skin, you've got all of the uh, moisture and all of that 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 you would have anywhere else. Okay. And so what happens is it regulates air. So when you're flying, so I'm, I'm, I'm coming full circle here. When Love you're it. flying, when you're going somewhere else, you're talking perhaps different elevations, yeah. especially when you're flying. You go up, you come down, right? And so we feel that pop or that crack. Mm -hmm. We all relate it to if we're going on a, a trip up through the mountains, yeah. right? And as we're going up the mountains, you're like you said, we're sitting there going, you know, yeah. if we, we can chew gum or suck on a sucker or something mm -hmm. like that. And it helps to move those muscles around and allow it to pop okay right so we talk about our ears popping yep. and that is the regulation of pressure so the the eustachian tube is acting as a uh, a buffer between the atmospheric pressure and the pressure in the middle ear space okay so if the atmospheric pressures uh we've we all know somebody who has had severe ear pain mm -hmm. or has had an eardrum rupture because of a flight and realistically what happens then is the eustachian tube is not functioning properly. It's eustachian tube dysfunction. So the pressure was not equalized and the eardrum couldn't retract any further. Got it. So what ends up happening? It gives in, it perforates, and then it will uh, reach some type of equilibrium. So the same thing happens with fluid. So generally, if, uh, if we're getting the beginnings of an ear infection or something like that, if that eustachian tube opens, then it can drain the fluid. If the eustachian tube is dysfunctioned, mm -hmm. um, dysfunctioning, whatever the proper terminology is there, then that fluid sits in there. And if the fluid builds up, it pushes up against the eardrum. Now we have fullness. Now we have that plugged up feeling. But now perhaps we have some hearing loss from that as well. If it continues to sit there, there's a really good chance it could get infected. Got it. And and so on and forth, so forth. You can see where this progression for is sure. heading. Not in a good direction. Not in a good direction at yep. all. So so for somebody like me who experiences it, but then it's pretty much gone within the, the same day. Totally normal. Perfect. Yep. Thank you. I just needed to make this all yeah, about me. Real you quick. are normal. Love it. Thank you. You got it. So what about for other treatments, for prolonged fullness, for something where you're just like, yep. I cannot for the life of me get rid of this. Yeah. And again, we see this a lot um, in our area, but I'm sure, I'm sure this is not unique to our area. Um, what what we find is that um, we have to reach some type of equilibrium. Okay. And so if the eustachian tube's not going to do it, what uh, generally what we'll do is we'll refer to ear, nose, and throat or otology. Yeah. And they can put in a pressure equalization tube. So we've always, uh, we always talk about tubes in, in terms of, of kids. Like, well, we, we, I have two sets of tubes or something like yeah. that. Um, but it also affects adults. And so there are, are different types of pressure equalization tubes. And depending on the situation, they'll use different types. Some of them are more permanent. Some of them are designed to be extruded by uh, just natural processes. Mm -hmm. The eardrum will grow, grow closed and push it out. But... It's an artificial tube that takes the place on the other side of the eustachian tube. So it's Got actually it. a hole in the eardrum oh, that wow. stays there. Yep. Wow. Yep. So it'll drain fluid. It'll allow uh, atmospheric balance, that sort of thing. So uh, I had tubes as a kid. Is that what I had? Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. You got it. But let's say that tubes 
let's say we're not quite there yet. It's aggravating. We can kind of force it to pop. It's called a Valsalva maneuver. Mm-hmm. You hold your nose yeah, and yeah, you yeah. gently blow, right? You don't want to hold your nose and sneeze or something like that because okay. you can perforate your eardrums in extreme situations. But you hold your nose and you blow very gently okay. and you'll feel that pop. And what, what you should feel is the pressure going into the middle ear space, okay, and then it'll pop again, and you should feel it regulate, and then should be, and it should uh, give you some relief. You've properly verbalized what everybody just assumed was magic. Like when you yes. hold your nose and you blow out, magic occurs, and That's you're like, it. "Well, actually, there's a real kid installed this." Oh yeah, it's ma- no, it's definitely magic. Perfect, but um, you know, if you're really good, you can you can make it happen. And so, obviously, a lot of this takes care of it by itself more often yeah, than not. But typically. then if, if, if it lingers for how long should somebody come and see you at what point? Uh, great question. And so what I, what I use is about six to eight weeks. And so uh, generally within your ear infection, it'll spontaneously resolve itself in about six to eight weeks. Okay. Can you tolerate it for six to eight weeks? Or do time. you have to tolerate it for six to eight weeks? No. If it's me, if that thing's going on for, for longer than about two to three weeks, I'm going to call my primary care physician and say, yeah. Hey, I think I got an ear infection. Um, I know that just based on what I know, if, uh, those of you who are watching, I would say two to three weeks, if it's becoming problem problematic, yeah. call your primary care physician. They might refer you over to ENT and you'll probably get sent to audiology in that loop got it. and we'll see how it's really affecting and what the best plan of care is going to be for you. Love it. Well, hopefully everyone's blood pressure has decreased as we provided remedies for this blood curdling yep. affliction Yep. Uh, to learn more about ear congestion or anything else that may be looming in the shadows of audiology. Please head on over to askanaudiologist.com. Dr. Michael, thanks for holding our collective hands today. Hey, no problem. Happy Halloween. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. You can find more information at askanaudiologist.com. And you can follow us on all our social channels at askanaudiologist. The information provided on this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. It may even be something simple. Yeah. You know, it could be you have wax in your ear. Yeah. You know, but if you don't go, you don't know. Now there we're going to go. get that, that embroidered on, on your next your next white coat. If you don't go, you don't know. There you go.